right, everybody. Welcome to Breaking the Wall podcast. It is me, Brandon. And as we've been talking about on the show a lot lately is that it's audition season. So the springtime is that main season where shows or companies, um, different projects are really having their auditions. Maybe they are um, filming something over the summer. I know there's like a Christmas movie that's being filmed soon. Um, a lot of companies are gearing up for a hopefully in-person season to start in August, September. Those Broadway shows are going to start coming back and looking for dancers. So there's a lot of opportunities eventually as they'll start popping up more. Um, but maybe you're submitting right now. You're submitting a bunch and hopefully getting a few callbacks. I know a lot of people are doing those virtual callbacks right now. Um, but I want us to take a second and <laughs> maybe get a little dark um, and think about what happens when this season is over, right? And an unfortunate possibility is that we don't book a job. Um, and this can be a short-term job or maybe it's a four-year contract you're hoping to get. What happens if we don't book that job? That kind of, okay, so now what moment? Um, I mean, we have some options, of course. We can sit at home. Uh, we can continue to take class, which I'm sure we're all going to be doing, continuing to train so we can be ready for whatever other opportunities come our way. But what I want to talk about today specifically is creating your own work and the importance of creating your own work. I know for a lot of us who are just starting out or we've been dancing in the industry for a couple of years now, we see choreography and that being a choreographer, being a dance maker, um, a project creator as something that we do further down the line. Like, okay, when I'm done dancing, I'm going to do this. Unfortunately, that's not necessarily how the timeline works for most people. Most people, they spend years choreographing until they start to really find their voice. It takes time, right? So instead of thinking, oh, I'll dance and then become a choreographer, you have to kind of multitask here. And it's important, the earlier you start, it's important to understand that the earlier you start, the more experience you're actually going to have and more likely the better choreographer you're going to become. So today we are talking all about creating your own work and why it's important. And I want to give you some options to start, right? And the first one, the main one we're going to be talking about today is uh, creating something on your own right? I call this like the in-house special. Everything you do is created, actually for some of us, literally in our homes right now. Um, but, you know, as I'm finding, as I continue to work through immersive shows and this immersive theater industry, I'm realizing how in-house most dance making, most projects actually are. People aren't starting out with big budgets. They're not starting out with a huge team. They are creating everything themselves, and they have full control over the end result because there's no one to, else to work with, right? And unfortunately, this is what I'm going to be recommending us all to start experimenting in, but it, know that it is the hardest one in terms of motivation, yeah? Keeping up stamina and staying motivated when you're working on your own projects is super difficult. So if you are uncomfortable starting something on your own or you don't feel like you can hold yourself responsible to finishing something like this, like a project on your own, 
I recommend people do this other option, which is create with a friend, right? This way, at least you can combine resources. So you have money that both of you can invest. You have different skill sets. So maybe one of you is great at generating movement. The other one is better at um, composing a piece. Um, Or one of you has a camera if you're going to make a film. Or the other one is able to um, provide editing skills, right? So combining those skill sets is super useful. Your mindsets of being like, we can still do this. Uh, We can make this happen. Um, But really what an extra person does, especially a friend, is they help with motivation. You have someone else relying on you or you're relying on them to be like, okay, let's do this. Let's continue this. The final option, so you can make it on your own, you can make it with your friend. The final option is to outsource. And basically that means hiring someone outside of your friend group to create the project for you. So of course it's your vision or whatever is inspiring you. Maybe you're hiring um, a choreographer or a videographer, an editor, um, all these kinds of things. It's potentially super expensive And it's a little more complex, so I definitely want to do another episode about this. But today, I really want to just focus on this idea of creating the work 100% on your own or creating with a friend. Now, I don't know about you, but whenever I think of creating or starting a new project, I think about the limitations, right? So what restrictions or what resources or what kinds of things do I not have access to? And what kind of things do I have access to? I just finished reading this book by, I really hope I don't butcher this, Stefan Nakamanovich. Nakmanovich, not Naka, just Nakmanovich. I'll put it in the show notes. But the book is called uh, Free Play. And in the book, there's a section called The Power of Limits. And what he says is, necessity forces us to improvise with the materials at hand, calling up resourcefulness and inventiveness that might not be possible to someone who can purchase ready-made solutions. So basically, what this is telling me is that having limits or having things or not having all the resources available to us actually gives us the possibility of creating something better or newer or fresher um, than having a lot of resources like money, time, space, right? So I think it's important to understand that art, if you are creating, art thrives on limits. It's with limitations that we can really push boundaries, right? So think about the limits that we have put on us right now. Maybe as someone who is either still in school or someone who just graduated, or you have been out of school for a year or so, um, as we're in a pandemic, we're stuck at home, right? So that's our space. We are might be low on cash, as a lot of artists are. You know, we can't rent space. As dancers, we require space to move, right? But if we can't afford to rent space, what's the next best thing? Uh, we can't hire people to make it for us. Also, with if we're low on money or finances, right? Um, So for me, I, you know, these are real life limitations I had for myself. I was asked earlier this year to do a short video for a showcase based in Tucson. So I went to school in Tucson and a friend of mine reached out and said, hey, will you make a little video? Um, It can be anything. The theme is winter. uh, So whatever you want to make is fine by me. We need it in 48 hours. 
which is two days to come up with an idea, film, edit, make the material, make the sound, all of this kind of stuff. And I said yes, and I immediately tried to think of what my resources were. You know, I had a cell phone, an iPhone. I had access to a tripod, which was super helpful. And I had iMovie, you know? So those were resources. I'm like, okay, I can actually make a film. Great. Even a little short one. I can do it on my own. Um, I have my roommate here, and he does. Uh, he's works as an actor and also does some voiceover stuff. So I asked him to read this poem for me. And then I used this poem about winter as the backdrop for my piece. Was it my best work that I made in 48 hours? I don't think so. I mean, it felt low budget. I mean, I got to play a lot, though. I got to um, try my hand at editing a video, making a piece from beginning to end that made sense in a short amount of time of two days, right? And what I realized about this project is that it, as even though I said this is my final project, what it did was inspire me to uh, make something off of this idea, but make it bigger, right? So it laid the groundwork for a potential larger project in the future, which without this smaller opportunity, without the limitations I had, I would never have at least the floor plan or the groundwork for what I wanted to make. So if you're about to dive into your own project or create your own um, piece, first ask what your limitations are. So what are the limits? And then ask what the possibilities are. What can you do within these limits, right? So it's dealing with reality and then playing with what out of that can be great. Where do we find greatness in our reality? So there's a lot of benefits to creating your own work. First, you're building your body of work, right? And this is important if you ever want to make a bigger work or submit to, you know, grants, um, residencies, all these kinds of things need to see work before they can let you make a work. It goes back to that idea of you need to have a job before you can get a job, right? That we talked about in earlier episodes, People want to see what you're going to do before you do it, right? It's like they want a free sample. Even if you're creating something completely new, they're like, okay, what passwords does this person have that we can gamble on and give them money to create something similar or of similar quality, right? You can put these projects as experience also, like on your dance resume. If you make a film, say you were in a film. It's not a lie. That's real. You just made it yourself, Just because there's not a big name behind it doesn't mean you don't have experience now working on a film. Maybe it's a site-specific work. You can go and put your piece in a park or maybe in a public space or on some kind of other piece of architecture. If you're on a campus, I know a lot of campuses have statues and um, really well-known courtyards that you can go and make a whole piece in. And then you have site-specific experience. Throw that on the special skills slash uh, any kind of work experience you have on your resume. So another benefit is that you gain new skills. When you create your own work, you wear all the hats, especially if you're the only one in it, right? You could be dancer. You will be choreographer, videographer, editor, costumer, music and sound editor. There's so many different hats you don't realize you have to wear. And because of that, you get this opportunity 
to learn all this new information. And you gain all these skills that you can use later on when you are creating your own projects. You already have an eye for what sounds good or how to edit music or how to edit a film or how to edit a piece, right? And you can use these skills to fill in the gaps of when you don't have any work. And if you're in the freelancer world, it does happen. You'll have a really good gig for three months or three to six months. And then you might be out of a dance job for two months after that or three or six or a year, right? So how are you going to fill that time? At least then, once you created your own project, you'll know that you can do it, right? You can fall back on these skills you already learned and said, I did this before, I can do it again. And honestly, my favorite benefit is that you get to make low stakes mistakes, right? You get to play with what works and what doesn't. No one is watching you to, and has expectations about what kind of work you're going to create. You can make anything you want. Whereas if you have a 10-year dance history and then you say and you become really well-known in whatever community you're in, and then they say, oh, now they're making work, they'll probably have higher expectations for that, especially if you're really well-known uh, in your community. And you practice letting limits work for your benefit, right? So how do I take the limits I have? How do I, because you're always going to have limits. How do you take the limits you have and make them into a piece of great work, right? So this is my, you know, pitch to you all to really create your own work. If you need some ideas, know you can make just short solos. They can be two minutes. They could be 30 seconds. You can just throw something on Instagram. Um, or they can be longer, you know, 5, 10, 20-minute works if you do have that motivation and that stamina to do so. Uh, video projects are great. IG Live, Instagram shows, um, site-specific park performances I was mentioning. Um, and then once you decide what you want to do, identify the limits, right? How much time do you have to complete the project? So thinking about time and then thinking about resources. What do you have available to you right now? Think about your community. Think about um, what spaces you have available. Where can you rehearse or perform? Um, what kind of money do you have? If you, you can make art without any money. You can create solos. You can create all this kind of stuff without any extra cash to spend on space and resources, right? So, but just realize that any project, I think this is the one big takeaway. So if you aren't listening, tune back in. Um, realize that any project, piece, or show you've ever seen was created because someone just decided to make the first version of it, right? They realize there are limitations. Every project, every show has limitations, whether it be money, space, time. But despite those reasons, people still created. They still made. Think about all the films that were made in this past year in a global pandemic. People who make things figure it out, right? There's always going to be limitations. It's what you do with those limitations, how you work with and around them, that can make a piece really great. So I encourage you all to start now. Create work now. Well, that's all I have for you today. But if you love this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to everyone who has done that already. Those are so important to keep getting people interested in this work and helps me keep going as well. 
If you have any podcast ideas or questions about episodes we've done, feel free to reach out on It's Brandon Coleman on Instagram or at Breaking the Wall Podcast, also on Instagram. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a share to a friend, and I will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.